We're back. It's Jonathan J. Yeti Tilapic on the pod. And John, I don't remember his podcast nickname, Jorgensen. Let's get at it. Cue the music. It's recording. It's happening. Wow. Hello, everybody. Live Here. from Hilton Head. Yes. Are we, and are we still at Hilton Head? We are. <laughs> Thinking about staying until June. I just want you all to know um, I made a PB&J sandwich last night. Don't know why. Uh, I hadn't eaten it yet. And I just uh, ran eight miles and was like, you know what I'm going to eat on the, when we record this podcast? A PB&J. So, uh, you should be waiting you. for one of the people who just got kicked <laughs> off the circle to come to your apartment? <laughs> Don't lie. We both made PB&J since coming here, I think. Oh, for sure. I, uh, <laughs> I had one yesterday. <laughs> what I'm mad about is my jelly was a little bit uh, not – my Ooh. jelly was a too, um, little too watery at first. Mm-hmm. And I got some leaks. And you know I hate that leakage on the bread. I was really upset. That really that reminds me. I I I'm watching you via Zoom call right now, and that just triggered a memory of a of a childhood movie where someone makes a PB and J, and the jelly has leakage through the bread, and it's in the bag. What movie is it? I don't know. I'm gonna figure it out. I someday. have no idea. Oh, it, it was like <laughs> a real know. moment. So. That's actually something that's happened to me a lot more frequently the older I get is I have specific movie memories that I can almost quote like line for line, but not close enough that I could type it into like a Google, you know, search or anything. Um, but like, instead of being like, what's that song? And like, kind of like hearing it in my head, I'll be like, oh my gosh, this dialogue, what is it from? And there was one that literally was in my head for like a whole month of Greece that I couldn't figure out, which is like two guys are having a conversation and one of them is like, really mad at the other one but he keeps putting friend at the end of everything he's saying so he's like that's what i'm telling you friend stop that friend like just trying to be really aggressive but putting friend as if that's like being like with all due respect and i realized two days ago it's oceans 13 it's scott con it's an incredible scene i recommend mm. check it out scott con and casey affleck it's incredible well all right uh, friend <laughs> thank you exactly that's called a tangent that went nowhere you're welcome so first of all, thanks for doing this with me, this, uh, this crazy NBA pod. Um, I just like, I don't know about you guys, but I find myself like going to ESPN.com as I, as I do. And I'll go there and I'm like, why am I here right now? There's nothing to look at. Mm-hmm. And I get mad at myself. And then I'll find myself clicking the NBA icon, scrolling down to standings, and just like kind of daydreaming about the NBA playoffs. Am I the only one? No, I do this almost every day. Um, <laughs> I'm actually, uh, I'm actually not doing that right now because I think I don't know if both of you know this. So I, I observe the season of Lent. I am not Catholic, but I do observe Lent. Oh and yes. This year, I gave up the NBA for Lent because usually I the playoffs it. kick off right around Easter, and nothing great happens in the last month of the season anyway. Sure. And and I was like, okay, this is something I spend a lot of time doing. Let's give it up. And then the NBA gave itself up, so <laughs> I was already in the practice of not really engaging with the NBA. Then they quit, and so I want you to know we're like four days from Easter right now, and I'm cutting my Lent short just to do this podcast. Wow. So the Lord smiles on me not 
I was going to say, technically, you're not violating anything. We're not watching any games here. True. That's, is it, that's is, true. Were you, was it like purity of thought? Was it like purity of – or were you just like no watching NBA games? I think it's um, – uh, for me, the, the, the Lenten season is more about like what can I give up in my life that isn't necessarily a bad thing or a bad habit, but just something that takes up a lot of time or attention. So I can redirect that time and attention, you know, so the NBA or sometimes I'll give up like coffee or um, even like running. I did one year. I just gave up running and took walks instead or whatever it was. So that is you are one of like maybe 10 people on the planet that even would have this, the thought of giving up running for Lent. <laughs> yeah. And I the other night really have a lot of vices. <laughs> Jonathan, am I the craziest thing I've ever heard? Here's the the thing is I think a lot of people would jokingly give it up, people who never run. But people who actually run would never consider. You said that? Yeah, you said that and there was like five seconds where every listener was like, hmm? Or I'll (laughs) give up listening to like podcasts while I run and I'll just run in silence with my own thoughts. I don't know. (laughs) I hate myself too, so. Hey, I get it. I mean, I'm the one, I'm one to talk. I literally just started off the podcast. Like I'm, I just came from my eight mile run <laughs> quarantine stuck on that. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm with you. You told me that I, I forgot about that, but that is the most, uh, I also, well, for, first of all, I like to think that there's this alternative universe in which you've been like, so in the season of Lent in general, like giving up everything that you're kind of like Jared Leto and you came out of this, meditation retreat and didn't even realize coronavirus was happening have you heard about this no did jared leto did jared leto, <laughs> so, jared leto so jared leto was on like a meditation retreat and like march 27th came out of it and literally did an interview and was like i had no idea what was going on and he had just been like for 30 days like without social media like in a a monk in tent i don't know and uh he came out of it and was like I honestly didn't know until two hours ago. So I like to think that like you had no idea the NBA season was postponed. You knew <laughs> so, like you've been looking forward to weeks for Easter Sunday to like get home from church and tune just in watch. to like the second half of the first round. You've been so excited to watch SGA and Chris Paul like <laughs> play the Timberwolves. Like, and it's gone. It's gone. And it's gone for you. Um, okay, so a couple parameters uh, for all of the listeners. Here's what we're gonna do. We are going to do a mock version of the playoffs right now as the standings stand, which it's interesting. I mean, obviously this whole situation changes day to day as far as the outlook of when we might see sports. Um, It's kind of fall far down on the totem pole as far as things to be worried about. Um, But it is an interesting discussion because I felt like for the longest time in my head, I was like, oh, they'll just restart the season in mid-June. They'll go through the start of football and they'll finish out the season and then now it's like we don't know if they're gonna all go to one stadium and play like a three-game playoff for each series if they're gonna do any regular season games there's just so many things let alone if it'll actually happen but this is where we come in we will do a mock version of the playoffs we will recreate the whole playoffs and the best part if there are no playoffs I think this stands as what actually happened. I've talked yes, yeah. to Adam Silver. He said, this is fact. This is like, so I hope you all are really prepared here. You and give them our, the rings that we will make for mm-hmm. them. Yeah. I just, I just want to make it really clear. That's the stakes of this. Like, yeah, these, the rings will be made. 
It's fine. We're taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, but I've the... clearly not been preparing for it for the last 40 days, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. The beautiful thing is you missed nothing. You missed nothing except for 90% of the people who were like semi-injured before are probably healthy now. Um, beautiful thing. Yeah, right? Seriously. Um, so here's the format. We did the snake draft. Uh, we did a little pod prep. We did a snake draft picking a series for each of us to predict we will go through we will start with the one eight matchup then we'll go two seven three six then four five and uh one of us has been assigned to each series that person will give a little summary of how they see that series going as far as uh specifics within maybe who wins which games uh anything that they want to predict maybe uh weird stat lines things like that uh, again anything we say 100% will happen, so you're welcome. And uh, then they'll predict a winner in a specific amount of games. Um, however, after they present their winner and their game amount, the other two people will get a chance to question, kind of probe, challenge that predict prediction. Um, and if both of the other people decide to veto that decision, then the series flips the other way and the other team wins in seven games. That's the prediction. And we move on to the next person. We'll go through the first round this way and then we'll do a draft of the second round matchups for who gets to decide. And then we have a different format for the conference championships and the finals. Also, if at any point one person strongly disagrees with the decision of the other two, whether it's they, they really want to veto someone's decision and the other person doesn't want to veto or two people have vetoed their decision on the round and they are like, F that, I still want this to stand. They can use what's called an ISO one time and they get to make a decision on their own. They basically get to say, sorry guys, I do think the Magic are going to beat the Bucks. I don't care what you say. And the Magic move on in seven games. Now, each of us can only do that once we can do it on any series we want. We can only do it once throughout the first two rounds of the playoffs. If two people decide to ISO on the same play, it's basically James Harden and Chris Paul last year. We've seen it before. If they decide to ISO on the same play, then I have a tiebreaker. I want you to know I have the tiebreaker decided right now, regardless of if it involves me. Um, I'm not going to tell you what the tiebreaker is, but it basically involves – knowledge of the team that you're picking so mm. basically if there's a tiebreaker it's going to come down to who knows the team that they're trying to advance better uh, I'll, 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 that's the breadcrumbs i'll give you um and I'm i did ready. not do any i did not do any studying on the tiebreaker i promise you mainly because i don't know what team i would try to be isoing forward do we have any questions no sir no sir all right uh, so we did a snake draft, um, which basically we did uh, John, me, then Jonathan got two picks. Then we went reverse order, me, then John got two picks. So Jonathan only has two matchups in this first round. However, in the next round, uh, Jonathan gets to pick first. So we'll start with Bucks versus Magic, the one versus eight seed in the East. John, the floor is yours. What is happening? Ooh, also, one last thing. Do we want to pretend like these games are going to happen with fans or without fans? It's an important caveat. Ooh. Because you think the malice in the palace is going to happen again? <laughs> I'm confused at why. <laughs> because of home court, home court advantage? Home court, bro. Um, There's a specific team 
I have in mind, but I, I'm I'm thinking that they probably will happen without fans, right? I don't know. I, they're gonna I just went like full best case scenario in my mind, which was there are fans. Great, let's do it that yeah. way. Okay, cool. Cool. All right. Bucks Magic. The one versus the eight seed in the East. Here's the problem with this series. Everyone, all the experts, they're gonna assume that this is just gonna be a cakewalk for the Bucks. The Bucks are going to finish the season with the best record in the league. Giannis Antetokounmpo, probably another MVP, blah, 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 blah. Here's what they're forgetting. The Orlando Magic <laughs> is the only team in the NBA with the length, the length to stop Giannis Antetokounmpo. They have been literally drafting for this exact first-round series for wow. it seems like the past decade. Let me drop wow. a few names in your ear holes. Jonathan oh, wow. Isaac, six mm. eleven with a seven four wingspan. I think I know one of these. Six eleven with a seven foot two wingspan and Mo Nohamed Bamba seven <laughs> feet a with a seven twelve wing whatever it is. is Mo Bamba? Seven twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. You were so saying. So, my friends, the Magic have length on length on length, not to mention a rested Markel Fultz, probably yes. weighing in at about 280 at this point with all the Chick-fil-A. Easy. With all of that in mind. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Markel Fultz know, Okay, Markel Fultz in quarantine – probably are not going to mix well for his game. Can we no. be real? It, the mental aspect, him being at home all day, just missing Nerf basketball shots on his baby hoop. The boy is fragile. <laughs> no, first of all, I think this is the best thing ever. There's no fans. There's no fans. Markel's not going to have any we pressure. We fans. Markel's... Oh, did we? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy pulling up. No, no fans. <laughs> if, if he knows that there's one fan watching on the TV, it doesn't matter. It's, it's enough to break him. I want to say this. I've had I had Markel Fultz thirty-eight to one on Most Improved Player of the Year this year. I'm really mad he wasn't getting more looks because he was looking slick. Hey, he was looking great, and hopefully, he looks <laughs> great when they come back. Because my pick, with the length on length that they have, you're is Bucks kidding. And four. It's a total sweep. Bucks and four. don't. Okay, don't play with my heart like that. I was like, the Magic have no chance. <laughs> Bucks and four. Okay. Well. I am going to put this out to you. I do agree that it's Bucks and four. I re but I, I would like to, uh, I want to be, listen, I don't want to just get this kind of right. I want to be a thousand percent correct. I want this to be a time capsule podcast that thousands of years from now, aliens look at and they say, wow, look at the intelligence on these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> They knew what was going to happen. So I think it should be Bucks in five because you know that first game in Orlando with fans, okay, the magic mascot is terrifying. Everything's going to be crazy. And the Bucks, they only play Giannis 21 minutes a game. They're going to rest him. He's not even going to play game three. They're going to be like, go rest. They can play him 15. They're still going to win. I'm telling you, it's just five, game five. Uh, come How on. closely do you follow Giannis on Instagram? Not well, not going. All right. I follow him quite closely. He said he hasn't picked up a basketball in weeks. He literally I said that. I follow him. I follow Giannis quite closely. You know, he recently had a child. 
Oh. Yeah. He no. recently had a child. And I want you to know that since he has had his child, it is more likely for him to post a picture regarding the Bucks' win streak than it is for him to post a picture regarding him as a father. This man is driven. <laughs> this man will not lose. This man wants to run straight through the playoffs. May I wow. also say that Bucks and Giannis may not have touched a basketball in the last couple of weeks, but he also went the first like 14 years of his life without touching a basketball. And <laughs> yeah, that's, Bosa. that's very true. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say um, his game. His game does not like it. Doesn't matter if it's a basketball, a pickle, a Chick Fil A sandwich. Like it's going in the. Like, yes, he's gonna dunk it. Um, I like all the points being made, and I do think about whether or not the aliens a thousand years from now listen to this <laughs> and wonder are they big brained um and i'm gonna be honest uh, if they look back at all the statistics everything jimmy i'm i'm thinking they give us a pass if it ends up being bucks win in five if we pick them in four because they'll be like yeah, yeah nobody should have thought the magic win if we pick yeah. the magic to win a game they'll be like what are they stupid <laughs> <laughs> look at like, this win streak Look at look at his um, post. Yeah. He doesn't post about his child. <laughs> nope, he's driven. He's driven. Right. And, uh, and we'll because go. of that, I'll go Bucks and Four. Bucks and Four. It's a deal. All right. Thank you for that. Riveting. Riveting. The one eight in the West. Lakers Grizzlies. Go for it. All right, Lakers Grizzlies. Um, so I have the pleasure of Lakers Grizzlies. Um, I think, given the circumstances, hard to say how this will all play out. But let's say there's fans there. They're shaking off a little rust. LeBron, he's going to want to come out game one, prove I'm not rusty. I'm not no old man. This break was good for me. He's going to put a beating down on John Morant and his boys. And I love John Morant, but it's going to be way too much for these guys. And then the next three games, LeBron's actually going to basically ride the bench and tell Anthony Davis to destroy them himself. And so I think we're going to see, like, if they had an MVP for the first round, I think it's going to be Anthony Davis. And I think it's not even going to be close. I think the Lakers beat him 4-0 pretty handily how many points per game does jaw have jaw goes for like 26 a game and yeah. we all like wonder if he's about to break out as like a top five point guard because who the heck guards jaw daniel Caruso. green Avery bradley maybe. like caruse boost come on baby um but yeah i think even with jaw like what valanchunas versus davis down low that's just gonna be a beating yeah I like i think or, it's more jaron jackson or maybe yeah, jaron jackson. Jackson, yeah. jackson thinks he's like anthony davis light and that probably is a bad thing for this one round yeah he's more like crystal light midwest joke Woo! oh yeah um although brandon clark stud way up there oh. in field goal percentage dude's an absolute stud yeah. from outside so are you predicting than, in four? Are you predicting in four? Uh, yeah, the sweep, no problem. I don't. I didn't understand that. that. Did anybody else understand that? Because Rui Rui Hachimura got drafted before Brandon Clark, and I like did I I'd watched a lot of Gonzaga, and I was like, seriously, Brandon Clark went know. like twenty. Didn't he go in the twenties? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. Um, <clears throat> I love that. Uh, I do think I I really do believe that. You you said Lakers in four, right? Yeah, I do think it's going to be uh, Lakers in five again, because I do think there's going to be a moment um, where like Ja is going to dunk on LeBron or something like that, or Anthony Davis, like he gets so hyped 
And there's going to be a moment where they ride that to a victory. And it's also going to, we're going to get that whole two day stories of like the Memphis Grizzlies have arrived and it's going to be like, okay, well, they won one game in the first round of the playoffs. Let's chill out Max Kellerman. Uh, but I do think they're going to win that one game but I'm not going to fight about it. I'm cool with the Lakers before. I mean, either way, I, I do agree with you. I think there's going to be, like, at least a half of basketball. I think there's going to be, like, one really good game, and I think Jaw's going to have one, like, breakout star game. I think ultimately the story of the series, people will walk away from the series talking more about Jaw and, like, his coming out party than they will about the Lakers winning because everyone's going to assume it's a foregone conclusion that the Lakers are going to win. Agreed. So people will just yeah. talk about, wow, Jaw's, Jaw's here to stay. And James and Davis will have like 70 points average to the series between them. And everyone will be like, Ja, man, he really showed up. Man, he <laughs> a lot. 23 games. <laughs> like literally like my brother, my brother will be like, you see Ja dropped 11 dimes. And I'm like, lost by 23. He's like, revived <laughs> Josh Jackson. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. He's, he's playing okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Josh, just gonna, he just had to cut his hair. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to the two seven in the West uh, Clippers. Clips right. Mavs. This is me. Clips Mavs, baby. Let's go. Oh my gosh, I'm talking a lot at the top of this pod. I really first I, round. get ready. I really wanted I, I I did really want to do this series. I have strong opinions about it. So Great. I might come out hot. You know, I just I don't know. I'm a, I don't know. <laughs> Great. So ultimately this series, my friends, it will be labeled the I can see the headline now, a tale of two Lucas. Here's why. You're going to see two completely different versions of Luka Doncic. There will be games where Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Patrick Beverly will switch off. There'll be a rotating gauntlet of defensive fire being thrown at his European soft body, and they will shut <laughs> him down. I'm talking 12 points max for Luka Doncic in those losses. However, there will also be games where one – Kawhi Leonard will be managing his load. I really do think he will be resting in this series, <laughs> at least one game, if not two. And in those, I'm guessing Luca goes off, has a very Luca type performance for at least two wins. That's why I'm saying in this series, it's going to be Clippers in six. Clippers in six. Mm. I. <clears throat> It's it's Clippers and seven. Can we just can we just push it to seven? I, I, I'm gonna be I'm honest. Telling... My, I wrote down before it started Clippers and six. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just because we're in the same room, we're agreeing I'm on so everyone. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just gonna shut up. I'm just telling this right <laughs> now. Teaming together. I I want to say this right now. I have I watched the Mavs more than any other team this year. I saw more Mavs games except the Bulls because I love you. I love you, Chicago. Um, sadly, um, but, uh, <clears throat> I, um, oh, by the way, so the Bulls, the front office shakeup, I misread mm. a, a headline of an article recently and it said like Bulls zeroing in on blank, uh, front office member, like long name. And I was like, and I thought it said sons front office member. And I legit almost like my heart stopped. I was, I was like, what part of the Suns front office do we want any part of? It might happen. I got really nervous. Anyway. I mean, I don't um, know if that's better or worse than the Colangelo. There was like a leak that Colangelo interviewed for it. Oh, gosh. That was a rumor. Was horrifying. Oh, yeah. And his wife tweeted it went really well. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did so great. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that. I loved the, like, it was his wife's burner accounts. Anyway, uh, I think that the Mavs, like, the one-two game of Luca and Porzingis, Porzingis, like, really settled in in January, February. And it just, like, I really think they're going to cause problems for the Clippers. I just think they are. I don't think they match up well with Luca, And it's, it's like, I actually think they match up, like, it – if you could throw like the Clippers are like the better version of the Celtics, the Raptors, like where you have athletic wings who can defend, like they are the best version of that. And they have the best player right now, Kawhi Leonard. And, but it's like, you throw them against like a Euro point guard. It, it's, it's kind of like the Spurs. It's like how the Spurs were always a weird matchup for teams because like what they did was so different. I think that Porzingis and Luca, like it's just a little unconventional Luca is such a just a, a tornado on the floor in so many ways. The way he sees the floor, he causes problems. It's not a great, like it's not like Kawhi is going to shut him down. I, I don't believe that, or even Paul George, whoever they put on him, or Beverly. I, I just like I see them causing a lot of problems. And Porzingis has become so efficient, so good shooting the ball. He's back to rim running. He's back to being a shot blocker. I just like they're. I think they're going to cause problems. And the, the one thing they have a problem with is they don't have size. Like, what are they going to do? Put Harold on Porzingis? Porzingis is great. If Porzingis is great, I would give you they go to seven. If he's truly great, because you're right, they don't have the size to necessarily match up with him. I think Pat Bev gets in Luca's head game one, and Luca potentially gets ejected from that game. He is not ready for playoff. I love. Beverly. I would be. I love Bev. Hot take for you, Jim. Um, not trying to grind your gears here, but I'd be more likely to take the Clippers in five than the Mavs in, or the Clippers in seven, because I think that when I when I look at the team, I think Doncic and Porzingis are the real deal. But like the rest of the team, I don't see anybody that like by themselves is going to put the team on their back and win a game for them. Also, flip it. Like who the heck guards Kawhi? Right. Who the heck guards Paul George? And then in the second unit, who guards Lou? Right. And so I guess my, my thought is like, okay, let's say that Luca has five great games. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they win. I think that he All five. loses. You know, uh, yeah, I don't think that they even win three of those games. I think he can have a great game and they can still lose. And if he has a yeah. bad game, they're definitely going to lose. And that's what keeps me from thinking seven, even though I do think that him and Porzingis are like super dangerous. But I just don't see – Brunson or Steph Curry being the answer to like them, one of them getting locked down for yeah. a game. Yeah. Uh, well, I think you guys are missing a key point here, which is Kawhi ventures into Munchkin land. JJ Barea locks him down. It says <laughs> Boardman gets not paid. <laughs> Tag team with Marjanovic. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. Then we're, so we're going to split the difference with six. Six. Yeah. yeah six. Six okay. still. Yes, moving on. 2-7 in the East. We have uh, Nets Raptors. Hello, it's me again. Welcome back. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing. This, this one to me um, is very, very simple. And it all depends. Well, here's what you have. You have the Raptors' incredible team mentality, especially since making their run last year and then losing Kawhi. They are playing or were playing like a championship team even after losing their best player. Then you have the Nets, who are either a great team mentality 
when Kyrie is hurt or not at all seemingly when Kyrie is playing. So to me, this series completely comes down to does Kyrie play? Does he play or not? Is he healthy enough? I know he was healthy. He was healthy, correct? When mm-hmm. I mean, he, when it things, looked like thing, he was going to be healthy. Yeah. But at the who end, knows? he has he a shoulder surgery. Kyrie. He has a shoulder surgery. I don't think he would play. You don't think he would? Well, if he, let's, let's play out like, both these scenarios. Okay. If Kyrie doesn't play, I think the Nets lose in five. If Kyrie does play, the Nets get swept. Done. I literally was – I knew you were going to do that. They get worse. I knew you were going to And if that. Kevin Durant plays, actually, he never would because he's too afraid that my big man, Freddie Van Fleet Feet, is going to come out there and snap <laughs> his Achilles again. Oh, that is a take. Oh, love. And you know that, that Durant is listening right now. He finds all the internet takes. He literally soaks them up like a sponge. He's just a vacuum. He heard that. He's- He's quicker to it than Colangelo's wife. Seriously. Seriously. And has twice the burners. Kevin, honestly, I, I did. I was very sad when your Achilles tore. I really was. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I you're scared. Think, I, I really do think that Kyrie uh, and Durant will actually work well together because I do think that Kyrie, uh, he, he's not an alpha. He really isn't. He wants to be, but he's not. And I think LeBron was really good at, at like Kyrie knew that he was he, he knew his place almost and, and mm-hmm. I really think Durant when when Durant comes back and Durant is Durant again let's hope uh, knock on wood I really think that uh he's made it really clear how much he cares for Kyrie how much he thinks Kyrie is a, a transcendent player and I think that them together will work really well and they're both so moody in their own ways I actually think they'll work well together I think yeah. they'll both have a, have a level of um like they'll give each other a long leash of, of just like being able to have bad days and different things like that. And, and I don't think either of them is super confrontational like Draymond Green and, and Durant got. Uh, I, I think both of them are more passive aggressive. So I actually think they'll be able to put together a pretty good two year run once they're both healthy. They're just two, they're just like two very sad memes who just want to yeah. play basketball together. <laughs> you know, like they just want a ball. I really, though, I can't deal with Kyrie's, like, long posts on social media. Because, I mean, he's just – he's the worst. He's really the worst. The you two should. of them are, are tough media follows these days. Stick with Giannis. Um, stick, stick with, with Giannis. Giannis. Um, yeah, it's interesting because they're both, like, one of the alphas who have never actually asserted themselves as the alpha properly yes. on a team. And so it's very interesting to see what comes of the situation because they've clearly been given the keys to the car, especially since Atkinson. So while Kyrie was healthy and when he was actually starting to get injured, I had um, I had the Nets at 300 to one to win it all uh, because I thought that if Kyrie got injured and if they, that team was like really gelling and if Atkinson was coaching really well and Levert took a, I, I just saw a world in which they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, but firing Atkinson was just like. That ship goes down. I agree with. I agree with five. I agree with five. Because uh, I think Kyrie's not going to play, so I think it'll be five. Yeah, I agree. I have enough. Uh, you know, I love Levert, so I'm with that. Same. Um, Michigan man. So uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say five <clears throat> as well. Although um, I hope Durant plays because that'd be very interesting. But yeah, I don't think yeah, that'd be great. Quite the warrior Zion was. Zion didn't end up sitting out the whole year when he could have taken a pass he wanted to come back and (laughs) (laughs) okay moving on three six three six uh we have 
um, Celtics and oh, would you be do? We got to go three six on the left. Yep, three six. We'll go Celtics versus the 76ers. <clears throat> this was stolen. Okay. Yeah, so this is my first. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan, of course, Jonathan would have taken this one, but he's a 76ers uh, man. Do you want to talk about that for a second, Jonathan? Or I mean, I just um, – it's not even that I'm a 76ers man. Um, sure. I'm just a Ben Simmons man. You're actually rooting for him to get off the team. I'm actually – yeah, I was, if anything, I am one of his biggest advocates for him to get traded. And that's coming from sure. our two Ben Simmons jerseys and my favorite, <laughs> jerseys, and my favorite team yeah. is the Bulls. Um, yeah, I want him to get traded. I don't have any affinity for Philadelphia, the city, um, as far as that goes. But in fact, you actively dislike it. You always tell me. I do. I do. <laughs> I do not. Um, <laughs> Philly, love you. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, but you can you can continue. I just think Ben Simmons might be the most transcendent player since Michael Jordan. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't actually feel. All like right. That. <laughs> Great. Um, okay, so here's the thing. I uh, really wanted to pick this series because I think it's really interesting, and I kind of slid um, my answer to the question of who's going to win this series into the question I asked at the beginning of this, which was whether or not these games were going to be played with fans. Um, first of all, it's really if, – if we see this version of the playoffs, which I do think there is a – and this is from someone who has no information and is an actor, so – who gives a crap what I think. Uh, I think there's like a 60% chance that we do play like a five to 10 game regular season on the other side of this, if there's going to be a playoffs, uh, because I think they'll want to um, warm up the players. I think they'll want to ease into the playoffs. I don't think they'll, I don't think the players and the NBPA would be like, yeah, let's just jump right into a playoff series. Uh, so I do see them playing a regular season. And one of my big hopes is that if they play a regular season, uh, the 76ers, who are currently tied with the Pacers, but losing the tiebreaker to the sixth seed, would move up to the five slot and end up playing the Heat. Because Celtics 76ers is a – that is a second round or finals matchup. Those two teams are are literally my favorite two teams in this conference. Um, I, I would pick both of them in the Eastern Conference finals to make it there before all the other teams. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of both of them. First of all, the 76ers – are a textbook team that is built for the playoffs. And they're built, especially because Embiid is a person who gets better under pressure and they've shown time and time again that they play, they slow it down in the playoffs and they beat the living shit out of you. And you add Josh Richardson and uh, just their size and any team that plays them in the playoffs is going to have trouble throw in the fact that the Celtics are probably the team that's taken the biggest leap this year from their younger players, Tatum and Brown, both essentially all-star level Tatum at an unbelievable level, averaging like 30 uh, for a long stretch in February uh, and just being cold blooded. Um, so seeing this in the first round makes me sad because I have to let go of one of these teams, the home road splits between this for the 76ers, 29 and two at home, 10 and 24 on the road is like one of the most asinine, most asinine statistics I've ever seen. 10 and 24, you are losing to everyone on the road. Um, and they're also the team that benefits the most from coronavirus, as crazy as it sounds, because they're going to get healthy, I think. Uh, so I think that, first of all, 
29 and two tells me that they are not going to lose a single of their home games. So they're going to win three. And then I do think they pull out game seven. I think they have a little more game seven experience from that Raptors game. I think they take advantage of it. And I think they beat the Celtics in seven thoughts. Wow. I uh, wasn't expecting that actually. I don't know what I was expecting, but uh, I, um, I agree. I I think think that in, in a lot of ways, I agree. Um, I think when you put this two teams like matched up together, I think Tatum is awesome and incredible. And Brown is also awesome. And I love that guy. Um, But I do think that if they can be healthy, the the 76ers might be the best defensive team in the league between Josh Richardson, Simmons and Embiid. Um, yeah, and Tobias Harris isn't a slouch on that end either. Harris is no slouch, and then Horford is old, but he's still smart. Um, and so I, I think that alone, if they can pull some of that <laughs> offense together and, and get out on the run, I, I actually like them in seven as well. I, I don't. I think this is like Joe, Joel Embiid's series to really, really shine because uh, he's going to play well at home regardless. The Celtics. I don't think they match up very well with him at all now, especially because the Celtics gave the only guy who could match up in Horford to the Sixers. And then Joel Embiid loves playing in Boston, loves Love being it. the villain there. Like yeah. he, he alone will probably win one game in Boston. So I'm mm-hmm. not even sure if it would go to seven. Yeah. I would actually say there's a potential for the Sixers to win in, in six. Um, if Joel goes off one day in Boston, but seven is fine with me as well. I also just want to put this out there too. On on first of all, Embiid, let's let's not let's give him the opposite of the Markel Fultz Chick Fil A treatment. Let's just say in quarantine he is staying somewhat in current shape, not getting fatter and not getting any. It's not like he's you know I don't think he's losing a bunch of weight and getting in shape. But on three days rest which even though these games won't be played on three days rest in the first round, it's going to feel like three days rest for all of these games because of how fresh these guys are going to be. He averages 26.6 points a game and over 14 rebounds. His shooting percentages go way up. Free throws almost 90%. He's just locked in when he's on rest. His blocks are doubled to 1.5. He just, he gets super efficient on when he's rested. And I think he's going to be very well rested for the series. And then on top of that, they're going to play him 40 minutes a game because he's going to be pretty fresh. Could be gassed. It could go the other way. He could be gassed because he hasn't been working out. That's the other side, but I think he'll be rested. So 76ers and seven. Uh, John, are you cool with 76ers and seven too? I'm cool with it. I'm cool. Great. Let's go to three, six on the other side, um, which is drum roll, please. Uh, Nuggets Rockets. Woohoo. I'm ready. Um, so uh, I'm glad we're following up the uh, Sixers Celtics with Nuggets Rockets because um, there are some interesting things you said that were a part of my analysis in what made my decision. Um, so I think these two, two teams are a very interesting matchup and I could see the series going both ways. Um, that being said, I think it hinges on Nikola Jokic for the Nuggets, obviously. And I don't trust him to necessarily stay in shape. And I think if things had continued, I may have still had a slight lean towards the Rockets in this series, um, even if there was no 
um, hiatus, but now that there is definitely a hiatus, um, I worry about Jokic and uh, <laughs> like how long it took him at the beginning of the season and in prior years to like get going and get not just like physically back in shape, but even like connected with his team, passing like all that stuff back together because a lot of them are, are young and, and haven't seen um, – deep into the playoffs yet or as deep as they we thought they might get i don't trust jamal murray so i'll just leave that at that and then as far as the rockets go um i know some people aren't a huge fan of watching them uh i partic- i actually do enjoy watching them to an extent i think russell westbrook um as much as i am annoyed by him in some circumstances he's incredibly fun to watch and, and electric and i think harden will, will carry this series so i don't know how far they go but i do think that the rockets will win in six i can't believe uh, this is a first round matchup yeah it's i agree great first round matchup i think um while i hate the rockets again i've had to watch them so much this year i've really loved watching their micro ball and i just want to say this the thing that i think works about the micro ball so well is the fact that and, and John, you remember this. I know you remember this. We sat in the Hunter's basement and we watched two games of that mm-hmm. uh, Warriors Rockets series. And the one that basically, like, uh, the Rockets should have won, Paul pulled his hamstring, all that stuff. And during the game six and game seven, I literally was thinking to myself, PJ Tucker is the baddest man on the planet. He that is, dude he is. does so much. And the Rockets, to their credit, were like, how do we utilize that this guy is a bad man and we're just going to play him at the five sometimes? And that is crazy. And he's, what, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, maybe on a good day? Yeah. And he plays the five. And he literally holds space down there. I mean, guys can't do much. And it's like I was watching that NBA 2K tournament and two teams, two guys played with the Rockets, and both of them kept being like, P.J. Tucker is a bad man. And I just love that this whole movement is based on the idea that him and Rocco can play the five. And I do think, again, they're going to be rested. And I think that, you know, yeah, they're going to get out-rebounded really bad in one game probably, and Jokic will have his way with them. But I really do think the Rockets will uh, come through uh, and be able to take advantage using that microball. I think Russell's going to be rested. I like the Rockets. Yeah, I I don't I re- if I'm the Nuggets, I'm terrified about what happens to Jokic with PJ Tucker next to him, around him, on him. Like PJ Tucker is going to throw Nikola Jokic around in terms of like just tire him out to no end. Like if Jokic yeah. is on Tucker, he's going to be running up and down the court. Mm-hmm. He's going to be running out to the corner constantly. Like yeah. Tucker is so much more athletic and probably will get offensive rebounds over Jokic because of his pure hustle, you know? Yeah. And so I, I think he just like the, to me, the third or fourth best player on the Rockets probably is going to cancel out the best player on the Nuggets. So I don't think the Nuggets have a chance in it. I literally also cannot, I can't remember any Nuggets players ever. I know three. I can't. Can someone name more than three Nuggets players? I literally uh, am always Porter like Junior, oh. Michael Porter Jr., Will Barton, Jeremy Grant, Paul Millsap. They actually have like a ton of yeah. dudes. <laughs> That's the weird exactly. thing. Exactly. It's They're just because deep. I just watch Jokic throwing beautiful passes. <laughs> I don't mean yeah. to. Uh, I don't mean to talk about another podcast on your podcast, but always go for it. Kate Bates Diop is on this team, and I know you love Katie Patterson Kate. tape. Oh! 
love him so much. Oh, KBD, man. He's uh, he's the he's the real deal. Um, I also really I'm a big Rocco fan. Uh, I think Huge. that he's gonna. Um, I think he's got some big playoff moments ahead of him. I don't think it'll be like on the level of like Andre Iguodala or something like that. But I just think he's gonna be a glue guy on a couple teams that go to the finals and he's in big moments. And uh, I could see it happening with this Rockets team too. And what a crazy story that like people were so crappy to that trade and didn't think it was good for the Rockets. And he's now him and PJ Tucker are like the linchpin to their success. Um, Let's move on to the four five in the West uh, jazz thunder. Did we say Rockets in six? Is that the final? I said Rockets in six. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Love that. Um, so uh, Jazz Thunder. Um, first of all, I think we need to hold a funeral. And uh, I want to thank you all for coming today to this funeral for Mike Conley. Oh. And Mike Conley's basketball skills. Uh, <laughs> lay them to rest. Uh, loved you. Loved you with grit and grind. Uh, it's been a rough year. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a rough year. Bench. He left him at a honky tonk in Memphis, <laughs> and then benched. And then the GM says, "No, no, 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 no. You're not benched because we paid a lot for you. You're in the starting lineup uh, instead of Joe Angles. Uh Just crazy. Um, I'm gonna say this right now: the Jazz are losing this series because, first of all, this team has so much turmoil over this whole Rudy Gobert situation. For the sure. dude, the dude was rubbing mics was literally being like, this is a joke. Donovan Mitchell apparently hasn't spoken to him. Donovan Mitchell was so mad with how he handled everything. That team is going to come back. And, and part of what made Quinn Snyder's team so good is that they had this chemistry. They had this defense. If they talked on defense, they, they're like uh, just an unbelievable defensive force. And I think that they, are going to have real chemistry issues coming back. I also think that if Conley's not playing well, that's a lot on Donovan Mitchell scoring wise. Um, and I think again, another person that's going to benefit from this time off is Chris Paul, who's going to be extra motivated to do some damage. And I, again, Chris Paul opposite of Kyrie Irving is the alpha. This is his team and, and he's just running and gunning. And if Gallinari's healthy, that's just always been the if of his career, and here he is having a great season. I think the Thunder take care of business. Thunder in six. I like it. Also, another thing to consider here, another wrinkle, is if Aussie Joe Ingles went home during this time, Ooh. Australia shut down their borders. Like, he's not yes. coming back for tw- the rest of 2020. So, without Aussie Joe, they can't do anything. He is, like, top three underrated player in the league. Can we put that him. out oh, there? He's so good. I love he's him so, so good. Much. Um, I also think that, like John Moran, I think for people who haven't really watched Shea, oh, yeah. Gildress Alexander, SGA. I, I, I think that SGA, there's potential for people to watch him this postseason if we have it and be like, holy cow, this guy is one of the better players. He's like, going to get a lot of Instagram top followers. Players. Yeah, in the league at some point. And I, and I think that that will be evident. Um, and I agree with you. I think that the jazz i didn't trust them before defensively like outside of gobert who's going to guard anyone um i just don't really trust uh you know donovan mitchell or 
Joe Ingles or Bogdanovich to like really shut anybody down. And so, yeah, um, I'm with you on OKC. I think you'd be hard pressed to find like the Jazz are perhaps the team in the league that is underperforming the most. Like people were talking when that Conley thing went down, it was like, they're going to go to the finals. Mm-hmm. Like look out for the Jazz. And then also in the Thunder, it's the complete opposite story. A team that is totally overperforming based on what people thought. So I think it's really interesting that they are the matchup here at 4-5, no less. Yeah. Well, I mean, Oklahoma City was 8-2 and two in their last 10 going into the break, too. Yeah, man, the Jazz were 5-5. Five and five. I really think um, – I also, like, I want to be wrong about Mike Conley. I really do. I love Mike Conley's game. I want him to go deep in a playoff run. So I'm happy to eat my words, but – I, and I also think SGA and Chris Ball, I just never thought they would fit alongside each other as well as they do. But SGA, kind of similar to Lonzo Ball, for a point guard, doesn't can, can operate without the ball really well. And mm-hmm. the ball is in his, sec, his, his, in his hands for a shockingly little amount of time. He's always redirecting. He's always the assist before the assist. He's, he, doesn't, he doesn't just stop the ball. He really moves it. And it's and that's why I think he works so well with Chris Paul too because he he can space and he can run and he can he can just be another pawn for Chris Paul to kind of maneuver and use in his arsenal as they work in the half court. Amen. So what did we said? Thunder and six. I said Thunder and six, the home game. Yeah, let's do it. I'll agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on to the four or five in the East. We have Heat Pacers. Guys, I'm coming in hot with this one. Coming in hot. Watch your, watch your mouth. <laughs> Hello. It's me, courtside here, Dick Tarkington. Yes, I'm the sideline reporter for the Miami Heat. I'm here in my wonderful Hawaiian shirt. I'm here reporting that the Heat have just swept the Indiana Pacers in oh, four wow. games, laying down the smackdown as Jimmy Buckets took down his pants and peed all over Indiana's <laughs> hopes and dreams. Basketball state, not anymore. I love you forever, Duncan Robinson. Wow. Big drop. Sweat. For it. Dang. Yeah, I do think that there is a chance that if the season continued to play out, that the Heat would not end up as the four seed and would climb they went through a slightly rough patch, but there was a long portion of the season where they were at the two. You know, yeah, they I were, think they, they were, were high. They, if like if we played out the rest of the games, there's a chance they're not even in this position. They're in a you know three six or even a two seven series. Um, gosh, can Brogdon win them one though? <laughs> yes, Malcolm <laughs> Brogdon can win anyone anything because uh, think, he is I mean, perfect. It, and it's not that I don't. I think that that team is very very good. I think that the um, I think that the Pacers are a really good team. I just think the Heat are going to be hell-bent. And I also, like, I honestly was worried about Jimmy Butler, like, towards the end of the season. Like, I was like, because he just does so much, him and Bam both. And, I'm again, another person that, like, well-rested. And I think Oladipo needed more reps and now hasn't gotten them. And 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 the Heat got kind of more rest, which is what they needed. Um, and I just, I, like, they're so – I'm not against it. I just, love the Heat. Yeah, I think Bam Adebayo is the real deal. Might be the best player on the floor in any given in this series, or like one of these first round matchups. Um, I also just want you to know that 
Uh, Duncan Robinson is uh, shooting 45% from three. Uh, yeah, just love him. That. And it's not like his, his running mate, Tyler Hero, is an absolute killer. As Jimmy well. Butler is just collecting young white men who can shoot the three. <laughs> also, all my Illini, I've got Kendrick Nunn, who, yes, was kicked off the team because of a domestic abuse allegation. Uh, so not a ceremonious ending for Kendrick Nunn. And Myers Leonard now. I love it. Bunch of Illini, Jimmy Butler, oh, Illinois roots running deep. Let's go. I'm, I, I don't disagree with it. I say let's, let's run it. I think the Heat are better than a four seed for sure. I, I love the Pacers, but let's go with it. Yeah, I'm, I mean. Let's take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors on the pod, Liquid IV. As some of you know, I run Spartan races throughout the year. Shout out Spartan races. And one of the problems I was having frequently in my Spartan races early on was dehydration. I was getting cramping. I was getting headaches, dizziness, all the signs of dehydration. And I am so thankful to have stumbled on Liquid IV. Here's what it is. It's a stick that you pour into your water bottle, and it hydrates you two to three times faster than water alone because once stick of liquid IV is the equivalent two to three bottles of water. So highly, highly recommend taking liquid IV for all my runners out there before a workout for that hydration or after the workout. It contains five essential vitamins, has more vitamin C than an orange and more potassium than a banana. Team, I'm telling you, as someone who struggles with dehydration often, liquid IV is a godsend. You can use my code JimmyNix at liquidiv.com. That's Jimmy, J-I-M-M-Y-N-I-C-K-S, all caps, for 25% off all your orders at liquidiv.com. Don't wait. Start properly hydrating today. Let's get back to the pot. So let's go through our round two matchups, shall we? Oh, boy. First up, we have Bucks versus Heat, the 1-4 matchup. Mm. And then we have Raptors 76ers in the 2 repeat, A repeat of last year there. That's right. On the other side, we have Lakers Thunder, and then we have Clippers Rockets. Jonathan, you get to pick. Your pick of the litter. Which one would you like to do? Would you like to guess? <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely would like Raptors, Sixers, and it's not even just because I like the Sixers. I think that series is interesting. Totally. All right. Got him. Put you down to that. Doesn't he get hmm. two? Or no? Uh, he'll get to pick. Uh, oh, he gets to pick the last one. Yeah, oh, he gets this to one will be fixed. Her. Last round, Serpentine. This one fixed. Oh. If we're picking deep. up our, if we're picking up our snake, doesn't he get two? Hold up. I think he does. Let me check my email. I you put it in like one, email. two, three, and then I'll come back and pick the fourth. No, no, no. That's not how a no, snake no, draft no, works. No, no. I did, I did type this out. Uh, basketball. Are you Googling basketball? Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping to find it. <laughs> that's what it sounded like. It sounded like you were just Googling <laughs> Hold on, hold on. I've got this. Here we go. Second round. Jonathan, you have the first two picks. Yes. Nail it. Okay, bro. so I'll take 76ers versus the Raptors, and it was Rockets against two? Clippers. And then, and then it was... Um, Lakers, the West, Thunder. Lake, Lakers Thunder. Lakers Thunder. Yep. Lakers Thunder. And then you have uh, Bucks. Uh, yeah, I'll take, Lake, I'll take Lakers Heat. Thunder. Great. I'm going to take – oh, you're going to take Lakers Thunder? Sure. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with – oh, that is tough. Oh. 
Um, oof. I'm going to go Bucks Heat. Perfect. That's what I thought. Exactly what I wanted. Oh, gosh. Okay. So let's start in the uh, last time we started in the East. So let's start in the West. Let's start with uh, Lakers Thunder. Um, All right. <clears throat> what do you think is going to happen, Jonathan? So just on the fly, let's go. Or do you want to take a few minutes? We can take a moment no, if you no, want. No, I'm good. I'm good. To me, this is uh, it's not super difficult um, as far as who I think is going to win the series. Um, I'm going to go Lakers. I'm just trying to decipher how many games do I really think the Thunder have the potential to win. Um, I think Chris Paul will definitely will that team to at least one win. And I think the supporting cast has the ability to help him maybe to a second. I think it could be sure. an interesting series. Maybe they – maybe LeBron not doesn't take a game off in the sense that he, I don't think he's going to rest, but maybe um, rests within a game and uh, tries to hand the reins to Anthony Davis. Doesn't go as well as it did in the first round. I think uh, Lakers in six. Um, nice. Not like a super tough six. I think it's like a, still a confident six for the Lakers, but six. nonetheless. <clears throat> what I love about the, the victory in six generally from the higher seeded team is it's like such a flex like you you're it's game six so it's like it's a series it's definitely like the team that's ahead can't be sleeping on it and you go into Oklahoma City if you're the Lakers and like you know those fans are going nuts like we just you want to get to seven and anything can happen and like LeBron James shows up in that arena and just like literally crushes hopes and dreams you know what I mean it's like that flex of like you know I love that I love that. The Warriors did that like so many times where it's like a team would be like, here we go. Like we're feisty. And they would just literally crush hopes and dreams on the road. John, do you have any Lakers uh, thoughts? No, I, I don't really like either of these teams. So (laughs) if they could both lose, that would be preferable. But I understand that one team has to win. I Googled basketball and No, that's that's totally fine. Lakers, let's do it. Lakers in six. Wonderful. You when you uh, so John currently has Malcolm Brogdon down as his Zoom background, and he's like lounging backwards on the couch, and it looks like you're like lounging somewhere, and Brogdon is like, "Will you get off your ass and sub into the game, please?" Like you're so lazy. And now it looks like he's looking at your penis. Well, I'm wearing shorts, and all you can see are my knees, so I might be bottomless. Here with Malcolm. I can neither confirm or deny. <laughs> These reports. Uh, okay, let's go to the East. Uh, we'll start with Bucks Heat. Um, so I got to see the Bucks in person this year. And um, this one's tough. I'm just going to go game by game. I'm going to kind of go game by game here. So game one, Heat come in feisty. What did we say happened in the first one? Bucks swept, Heat swept. So they both come in well-rested. Heat come in really ready to prove a point, but Bucks obviously also like on a mission to just absolutely dismantle the whole Eastern Conference. So I think that the Heat come in with a really solid plan of forcing the Bucks to play a slowed down half court game. I think Bam does a good job of causing problems for Giannis in the half court. I think the Heat steal game one. Bucks respond back, take game two with a lot of ease. So we're one one. We're heading back to Miami. I'm kind of visualizing. I feel like I'm there. I just feel like I'm there. 
do you <laughs> sorry okay okay i gotta because i honestly like instinctually instinctively i want to just like throw out a team and a number but i like actually want to think this through i think game three in miami i think the bucks have shown that their style of play travels on the road really well um and the, the heat are one of the best home teams in this they're almost as good as the 76ers they're 27 and 5 at home so i think the heat lose game three because uh, the Bucks obviously are so good on the road too. Um, and then I think the Heat respond and take game four and like Duncan Robinson goes off for like 10 threes um, and we're 2-2. And then there's got to be one game where Jimmy Butler hits a three at the buzzer or cl- something super clutch. So I'll say that's game five in Pivotal Milwaukee. game five. They take game five, and then the Bucks have to win game six in Miami to get it back home. It's a tough, and, tough road test. And I think they fold, and the Heat take it in six. Boom! Oh, my God. I'm making a shocked face right now. <laughs> you didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> no, can't say it in. In six. What is this, 2012? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, Jimmy gets buckets. <laughs> oh my word. Where to where to begin? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Suck on that aliens. Suck on how I predicted that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I I disagree. Uh I'm going to say that uh the the Bucks are primed and ready to go for for a finals run um and they're not gonna get i love the heat the heat are probably my favorite team left in this whole thing besides the clips but i think the bucks are primed and ready to go i think i think Giannis has has the like uh the playoff you know games under his belt now to be ready to uh to go into Miami when he needs to and win. I don't think they're going to lose game. I don't think they're going to lose a game in uh in Milwaukee. So I would say Bucks in 6. I agree with John. I don't think much needs to be said. I love the ambition, but yeah, I don't even think it goes 7 for the Bucks. I think the Bucks win it pretty and handily. You know what is amazing? ISO mother oh no oh i'm sorry aliens i'm sorry go fine do it are you gonna iso it back or (laughs) let's come on bring it let's go i I won't iso it back because i i like the heat like i i will be when this series happens in the real world I will be rooting for the Heat 100 percent in this series. I feel you on that. You can but iso it back like we're about want. to see the Heat. The Heat are going to make the finals because of this, and I just don't think the aliens will appreciate that. I don't think so. <laughs> I, it's not about appreciating when they're literally like, "Oh my gosh, was it a podcast called Everything But the Kitchen Sink, or was it called Fortune Tellers? We see the future." <laughs> <laughs> First of all, that would be a terrible title. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! Um, I didn't expect that at all, did you? I, I came in there. I did not. I, just, I wasn't ready I just for it. See it. I just see it. There's I feel like it'd be it'd be fun to do your tiebreaker, so I'll ISO you on the Bucks, even though oh, I know really? I'm gonna lose. <laughs> Whoa! 
Oh, oh this is big. Okay, so now, wait. So he, you're going your Bucks knowledge versus Jimmy's yeah. Heat knowledge? Yeah, which sh- surely you're, is not going to prevail yeah. for me, but let's go. I don't know how so, well this is going to prevail for either of you. <laughs> first of all, my hands are off. I'm not typing anything into my computer. My Zoom is up. Um, uh, I can, I can all, affirm that neither is, is Jonathan. Here's what's happening. Jonathan is standing on the, like, 30 feet from the hoop on the wing uh, on the right side of the court. I am standing 35, 30 feet from the court on the left side of the hoop. The ball is out of bounds, ready to be inbounded. We are both yelling at both sides of the court to ISO and go to the other side. So we're literally just waving at each other. It's a wave off. Paul James Harden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and it's like, no, you move. Everybody else move over there. I'm going to ISO. And I'm like, don't you dare come over here because I'm going to ISO when I get the ball. So that's what's happening. I just want to set the scene. And Do you I realize have to decide? No. Here's what it is. Oh. Jonathan, we'll start with you. Okay. You need to name as many Bucks players as you can in 30 seconds. If you name more Bucks players than I can name Heat players in 30 seconds, you win the tiebreaker. Okay, let me pull up rosters here. Okay. I'm really nervous right now. I don't I didn't expect to use this. I just thought to myself, who's taking the shot in the last 30 seconds for the Bucks? That's it, it like in game 6, who's taking it? I think like I don't I don't think they have anyone. Anyway, it's Chris Middleton probably, but like come on. Hold on. Chris Middleton didn't make a shot in the entire FIBA World Championships this summer. Yeah. But I don't think it'll come down to a last second it shot. Was, that's <laughs> assuming there's a close game. <laughs> More often than not. I just want to make it really clear so far that so far we're in round two and we've only had one game seven of of uh, any of these series. But I do think I do think so far that Celtics 76ers series is the best one so far. Like I think we're all talking and we're like, man, wasn't that series incredible? I think that's what's happening. Agreed. You got some rosters up for I us? I think it's a good series. I'm pulling the, I am pulling up both oh, of them currently. All right. I'm ready with – is the Milwaukee Bucks first? Yeah, I've got the timer ready, Jonathan. <clears throat> okay. I'm ready. You got 30 seconds, my man. All right. From, from when? <laughs> uh, and go. Giannis, Middleton, Connaughton. Uh, oh, God. Lopez, Robin, Lopez, Brooke. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Who else is on this team? Um, shoot, what's his name? Uh, Redhead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. Man, I suck. And time's up. <clears throat> All right, five. Wow, that was not... Couldn't even get the starting lineup out. Okay, I'm ready. I will start the timer. John, do you have the roster up? I do. Okay, and I will start now. Jimmy Butler, Kendrick Nunn, Myers Leonard, Bam Adebayo, Drogic, Andre Iguodala. That's six, right? Yes. Yeah, and you didn't even want to keep going. Robinson Hero or. Oh, yeah, Robinson Hero. I could go from there. All right. <laughs> wow. This is a sad showing. And I missed Bledsoe. And what the heck is his name? DiVincenzo. Why can't I think of DiVincenzo? Dante you missed Borver. You missed He's the Nasus Antetokounmpo. Oh, yeah. 
You miss uh, Brown. What's his face? Sterling yeah. Brown. Yeah, Wesley yep. Matthews, Ilyasova. So many. It's all right. Wilson, all... my boy. I'm sorry, like This Jonathan. team was actually the 2014 roster. No, stop it. That was the game. The game's the game. Go Heat. Let's go. I feel like he didn't want an ISO. I feel like he was saving that ISO for his Sixers. No, I don't. To be honest, I was I in my mind I was like, there's no way I would ISO the Sixers over the Bucks because it just ain't right. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to know? I thought I was going to have to use it in the first round, and then you voted the Sixers through, and so I didn't use it. Yeah. Uh, Do you guys want to know the real? That deal, though, I have the Heat at forty to one to win it all. So, <laughs> ah, I see. Oh man! But I actually do believe they're going to beat the Bucks in six. Um, right. Okay. You don't, uh, Saslin. He's got it. Yeah, let's let's move forward. Here we go. Um, Clippers, Rockets. Oh wait, Clippers, uh, Rockets. No, we want to stay in the East. We just were there. Uh, oh, seventy sixers, Raptors, Jonathan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Seventy um, sixers, Raptors. Um, I'll go game by game, but I'll try to be quick about it. Um, so I think that, uh, game one, game two, I guess I'll go home, home splits or whatever. Uh, game one and game two, I think that the Sixers do steal a game out of the first two. Hey, oh, and then I think they're the lead score in that game. I think that unfortunately Joel Embiid will be the lead uh, scorer as much as it hurts me, but, um, Ben Simmons steals leader in the NBA. Um, we'll probably have like a clutch steal and dunk. Who knows? Maybe behind the back, reverse windmill, <laughs> double clutch dunk. Um, <laughs> so specific. <laughs> no, but I think they win. I think they win one of those two, and I think they win both at home. I think they go up like three one, um, and then out of respect to the Raptors, I say the Raptors will win at home, and then the six- Sixers will close it out on their own home court in six. Okay. Sixers and six, fitting. John, what do you what do you think of that? Sixers and six, I like it. Um, I I hesitate to potentially go seven just simply because of the uh, experience of the Raptors. One thing is for sure, they're not going to be scared of the Sixers. Absolutely not. They're going to no. walk in feeling like they are better, um, and because of that, I could see it potentially pushing to seven however for me whenever a series pushes to seven i always want to lean on the team that is more talented specifically in the nba and so therefore i would go with the sixers but i would say in seven it's an interesting stylistic matchup because you have the team who is the most like first of all you have probably the best coach left in the playoffs i think nick nurse is like unbelievable and then versus well, because you just knocked out budenholzer yeah, uh, sorry, Bud. It's a reason Bud Light is what people drink. It's a light beverage. Not in Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, it's anyway. Miller. It's Miller time, Listen, baby. The words came out of my mouth, and I was like, is this the dumbest thing you've said this week? And then I remembered I've said a lot of dumb things every day, so probably not. Anyway, uh, I think that Nick Nurse is an incredible coach. I think that system, the system in Toronto is what people buy into. Um, and the interesting thing is they're going to play a team that doesn't know what their system is. Like their system is we have two incredible players. We'll figure it out as we go. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I legit, <laughs> that's what I think the Sixers do. Nick Which Nurse again, is going to pull out a triangle and two on them and just go to town. Well, the thing is, it's like, 
and I almost would like stagger and beat and, and, and Simmons because like when Simmons is on the floor, all I want the Sixers to do is run. I want you to run and gun, run and gun, Amen. run and gun. And then Embiid gets there and they're like, now we're this half court team. Yeah. And it's like, and the interesting thing was, is if they actually just ran in, like just running gun, running gun, Embiid would get in shape. It'd be great. We'd be like, we don't have to sit there. He'd be running so much. Uh, but I do think that the Raptors – I think the Raptors are going to win this in seven. Um, so, John, I'm cool to flip it if you're cool with Raptors in seven. Do you want to come I with am, me? And, I, no? no, I don't want to come with you because okay. I really can think, we, I really think the Sixers win this. And, and I selfishly want to see Sixers heat. I think that's an infinitely more interesting matchup to me in the Eastern Conference yeah. Finals. Well, yeah. uh, well, we can move to think, seven. No, because I, I don't think the Sixers will win on the road. I think they can't win on the road in Toronto. So I do think it has to be Sixers and Six. Let me, I, give you a little future, let me give you a little futures for your aliens. Okay. It's game seven. No. Okay. <laughs> and Siakam's running down the side. Embiid is trying to close out. He jumps, hits the front of the rim, hits the back of the rim, and it goes in. But they, his foot was on the line, and they were actually down three. So they lose. <laughs> and the Sixers Incredible. move on incredible couldn't write it myself that's perfect mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah we can do i mean i'm still with six so if you think so. right, yeah. well, both the, both of you seem to be on with six sixers and six, and six. yep that's we're good let's, yep, let's, let's move forward that. agreed um okay last but not least clippers and rockets let's go all right clippers rockets there is one thing that i will not be moved from here iso me all day this will be a seven game series There is no doubt because this is now everyone wants to talk and we will get there hopefully about Clippers Lakers. That's going to be an incredible matchup in the playoffs Two LA teams. We have a marathon at Staples, whatever. What people are underestimating is that the real rivalry this year in the Western conference has been rockets Clippers. I don't know if we, because these games were so long ago, I felt like these teams got three of their four games together or, three of their three games together out of the way before Christmas it felt like but those games were incredibly entertaining it may I remind you this was where we got the Austin Rivers Doc Rivers dispute Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. from these games this is going to be an awkward Thanksgiving this is where we saw Russell Westbrook and Pat Beverly both getting ejected like multiple times in the same game it felt like these right. teams really, really don't like each other. Specifically, Pat Beverly and Russell Westbrook don't like each other. I think this is going to be a nasty, nasty series with several ejections and will end with the Clippers being victorious in seven. Also, just to be clear, the Clippers in that fourth meeting, that was when the Rockets were like eight and two in a 10 game stretch, doing the micro ball feeling themselves Westbrook's on like the best run of his career. And the Clippers literally beat them by 25. <laughs> the Clippers were like, sit down. It was, yeah. it was kind of incredible. It's going to be, it's going to be a classic rocket series in that there's going to be three or so games that are very, very close. And then there's also going to be three games that are absolute Blow blowouts. Us. Yeah. Either way. Um, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Jonathan. I agree. Awesome. Clippers because in seven. gonna happen. That's right. Okay, so for the finals, this is what I was thinking for the conference finals and the regular finals. I thought uh, the last person to pick in that last round was John, 
So we go game by game. We start with the Eastern Conference. Um, we start with the Eastern Conference finals. Uh, we go snake draft style again. So, John, you get to map out what, how game one will go, then how game two will go. I will do game three. Jonathan will do game four, game five, and we go back and forth all the way through. Thoughts? I like it. Let's start with game one then. Sure. Let's do it. So we have – Are we in the east? So we're in the east. This would be crazy. The Heat, a four seed versus the 76ers, a six seed. So we're in In Miami. Miami. Tip off. Yeah, here we go. In Miami, game one, the Heat are pumped. They're back in the conference finals for the first time in half a decade. Their fans aren't there till the second quarter because it's Miami. Yes, Mm -hmm. but they're pumped. They're ready to go. Uh, and they take game one at home easily. Jimmy Butler shows out. The whole team shows out. They're great. They win game one. Boom. Oh, and they win game. They lose game two because I have the next one too. Ooh, don't I? Yeah. Also, great. so let's let's also say this, Jonathan. We both can veto together for a game, or we can ISO for a game if someone calls a game going the other way. So if we get to a game seven, you could still pull your ISO. Yeah, I'm gonna say I I'm gonna say like if I have the first two games, I'm gonna say they split them. Mm. I think Heat game one, Sixers game two. We head back to Philadelphia, tied one one, which the Heat are not feeling good about. Yeah, so win the tip, win the game, right, Jonathan? Amen. Amen. Embiid wins the tip in Philadelphia. Comes down, Simmons. A little bit. We see a, a, a mixing of styles. Embiid goes right to the block. Simmons pushes the ball right away from the opening tip, feeds him in the block, pumps to the right, and then off the glass the other way. Okay, quick two points. Literally, like, who's defending him? Like, it it doesn't even matter. Like, he just clowns him. Two points, starts pumping up the crowd. Blowout game three is uh, Phillies, 2-1. 2-1. All right, I'll say game – Four? I'm on game four. Yes, you are. Yep. All right. Um, this is interesting because I don't know if I would have laid out the first three in the exact order, but I, given the new circumstances, I think that it's a tight game, like a bloodbath, and I think uh, there's like a pull away in the thir- third quarter, um, and you're going to see like the Heat maybe get some momentum. Maybe Duncan Robinson puts in a few. And then I think it's just a muscling fourth quarter. And I think that the Sixers come back, close out the game and win it. And I think they think going back to Miami that they're going to win and go home and go to the finals. But however, game five comes. Oh yeah. Jimmy and bam put on an absolute. Yes, they do. Juggernaut performance. Yes, they do. They destroy the 76ers. It's like a 22 point blowout, Mm -hmm. like just absolutely disgraced. Embiid and Simmons aren't even speaking. Towel over the head. Yes. Embiid's been embarrassed like twice by somebody shaking their finger at him. Embiid's crying. Yeah. He might be crying. Yeah. Take it to game six. Jimbo. Game six. So can we, can we take stock here? So at this point, we're game six, back in Philly with Philly up 3-2. Three, two. Hmm. Great. So after game five, Stephen A has been questioning Embiid's effort. Everyone's mm-hmm. Barkley is on him. Kennedy, the Jet Smith is on him. Uh, just like the beginning of the season, and Embiid's got some deja vu. Like, he's like, are we back in that moment? Now, if you remember, 
he responded to that criticism saying, I probably deserve it, and then went off for a few games. So we come back to Philly. The Philly pundits, who never shut up as we know, are like, this might be good for Embiid. This is his moment right here. Jimmy Butler also starts being really honest about how terrible, by the way, the TJ McConnell pick and roll story, on ever, everyone saw, listened to that, right? I did not. The ringer stuff? Okay. Anyway, JJ Reddick pod, podcast, oh, Jimmy I, Butler. I know, what, I know what you're talking about. The, the call yeah, out, Jimmy, the, the bus. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. Uh, Jimmy Butler goes on his podcast and really like he has a lot of issues with Philly essentially. Um, but so Jimmy Butler's like, this is my moment. Like this was like, I, this is my moment. And beat is like, no, this is my moment. And the heat steal game six in an epic showdown between Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid. Both of them go for over 40 it's a back and forth thing. We send it back to Miami for game seven. I block it. I feel like you're just going for the drama, James. They're not the six. Didn't you open up this whole pod by being like the Sixers have never lost a game at home ever. Well, I also had the Bucks lose at home and the Bucks are the one team with a better, with almost yeah. as good of a home record as That's the, true. the fair, fair. Sixers. Do you oh. can veto it if Jonathan agrees. I, Jonathan, I, I, like I want to veto six. that. Do you want a veto? Uh, we haven't had a veto the drama, yet. The drama is inducing, but if you'd ask me logically what I think is going to happen, I, I don't know if I think that Jimmy Butler is going to go drop 40 in game six. And I mean, he's got, he's got like a – he does – like you said, he does not like Philly, so there's nothing he would like to do more than go and do that. Veto me then. Or you can push through. <laughs> Your call, Jonathan. Then it's all in my hands. Um, I'll say it's a tight, close win for the Heat. Not not as declaring for the dramatics, but I'll I'll let it go. I'll let it slide. I'll push it through. I'll let John decide. All right, right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. We're back in Miami for a Game Seven. That means absolutely nothing. It's up in the air. Who knows what it's going to be? I do. It's a blowout game seven, like a sad blowout game seven won by the Philadelphia 76 Oh, here we mm. go. All right. The 76ers in seven. All right. Okay. Let's move to the West. Uh, Jonathan, John, you pick it up with the first one. All right. Game one. We're at Staples. It's yeah. a Staples Marathon. Yeah. So home court advantage basically for seven games for the Lakers. Uh, but the Lakers will technically start as the home team. Uh, however, I am going to say that the Clippers actually come out and take game one. Um, I think they LeBron is really going to want it. Um, and I think he's going to play just fine. Uh, but what I think the Clippers are going to do is they're going to pull a um, – a heat a la 2012 in the finals against the Oklahoma City Thunder, where if you remember from the Chris Bosh, Bill Simmons pod, he told them our only goal was to stop James Harden. We were going to let KD and Russ do whatever they wanted. I think the Clippers steal a page from their book and let LeBron and AD do sort of what they want. Uh, but just focus on locking down every other person so that LeBron essentially doesn't have anyone else to pass to. 
and game one goes to the Clippers. That's what I'm going to say. So if game one goes to the Clippers, that, sh- that tells me that the Clippers came out really energized and yes. especially Montrez Harrell played really well down low. Uh, you know, it's not going to be Zubots, you know, locking down AD. And I also think that if I follow that narrative, then I probably think that they play a lot of minutes for McGee and Howard at the five. And I think in game two, Frank Vogel pulls AD aside and he's like, listen, you're a power forward. I love that you don't like banging bodies, but we're down one in the, in the Western Conference Finals. They move him to the five. They space out the floor better. And the Clippers don't have any answer for AD down low. And uh, he specifically stays down there, uses his height. We see the old shot-blocking AD that gets like six blocks. He's, he's flexing on them. Game two, Lakers by 20. Dang, jeez, one one, heading back, heading to <laughs> L.A. <laughs> um, but this time, Steve Ballmer is one row closer. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, game three. I don't want to do. I don't really want to do the back and forth thing. But I think that this will be a series of adjustments. I think that AD will have have that, and I think that'll work and they'll continue with that. And I think the Lakers will have success even in game three with AD at five. Um, and I think LeBron will have a, you know, borderline triple double type type of game, but without much help from the rest, I think Kawhi shows his vintage Kawhi um, after a loss and PG doesn't even have to be that good. He can just lock down and hit a few catch and shoot threes. I think that, it's a close one through three, and then it's just a slow, a slow pull away in the fourth until the Lakers start kind of – you see Quinn Cooks of the world kind of bombing threes to try to get them back in it, and it just kind of falls out of their hands. Clippers take it by, you know, maybe eight to 12 points, but we'll say a 10-point loss. Ooh. Wow. So two-one clips. Two-one two clips. Um, and then the following game, again, I hate to do just the back-and-forth thing, but I really think that the, the Lakers will come out angry. I think LeBron – knows that this is the most important game um, of the series, that if they lose this, it's over. So I think him and AD um, find a way to, to get everybody involved and um, lock down themselves, lock down defensively. And I think that you'll see LeBron kind of showing all sides of his game, maybe a couple marquee you know, blocks or chase down steals, something like that. Um, and I think it's, it's another close one, but I think the Lakers will pull this one out. Tied up, 2-2, headed back to L.A. Yeah, so if we follow this uh, home and away thing, technically the season ticket holders for the Lakers will be there for game five. Uh, But I do think there's going to be an issue where literally you're going to have Clippers season ticket holders getting getting so much money offered to them for their tickets that they're going to actually be selling. And I think you're going to see like an 80-20 split of Lakers fans at most of these games. And I think game five is where we really see that swing from a ref standpoint. I think there's a huge referees like Anthony Davis is getting called like every ticky tack thing that he gets hit. It goes his way. LeBron's getting all of his LeBron calls. They both get to the free throw line 12 times each minimum. The Clippers are so upset. Kawhi's doing that thing where he's so upset, but he's still not saying anything because he never talks. And you're like, wow, Kawhi's really upset, even though he's not said anything. And uh, the next day, it's like all of the throwbacks to that Mavs Heat series in 06 and how much Wade got fouled, supposedly, and how that swung the series. Lakers take it. Again, blow out by 20. 
um, and they they head up three two, and uh, it's known as the referee game where they like huge foul differential. So we are Lakers three two uh, three, three two. two on the brink of a finals berth, but yeah. remember we're headed back to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> where the Clippers will have home court advantage once again. No, but seriously, I think after that game five, this will be the first time in this series that a team has won two games in a row. And so for a lot of people, the headlines will be, are the Clippers dead? It will be a foregone conclusion that the series is over. However, game six will be forever known as the Landry Shamit game. Wow. <laughs> because here's what happens in these pivotal games very late in the playoffs. Kawhi will be Kawhi. Paul George will be Paul George. Just like Anthony Davis will be Anthony Davis. And LeBron will be LeBron. Great players will be great players in great moments. What separates teams in these moments is their fifth, sixth, seventh guys. Which fifth, sixth, or seventh guy is going to pop off and score 12 points or 17 points? And that will be what Shamit does. Shamit will hit like five threes at a really good time. It'll give the Clippers the lift they need in the second half, and he will be the one to get the post-game interview. And it'll be like, well, Doris, this is the Landry Shamit game. <laughs> he will just say Beautiful. that. Beautiful uh, do Jonathan, do you want to veto that with me? I I'm gonna be honest, I kind of do, but I love I love that. Do you want to veto that? Because I think had Lakers... a better storyline. I have, uh, and so we're gonna veto it, but you can ISO it. I'm ISOing <laughs> with Landry. Here we go. All right, then. So you guys, I get now. control over Game Seven regardless, so okay. be careful. Okay, okay. We both could veto Game Seven though. <laughs> Whoa! Dang it. <laughs> so it's no it's it's, it's it's now or never for, it's now or never for the clips okay so we're in game seven landry shamit game happened I'm, I'm glad we live in a world where there's a landry shamit game it's, it's the landry shamit it can't be the lou williams game he's too good and it's all the sixers fans again being like i told you i told you he was yes. good i told you we gave him up for nothing <laughs> all right um so here's what's gonna happen here we're, we're at game seven Mm-hmm. Okay, here's, what's gonna, here's what I know is going to happen here with Game 7. I'm not even going to talk about what happens in the game because it doesn't matter. The Clippers won it, and you guys can veto me, and we can go <laughs> ISO tiebreaker. Just, Let's go. I, we don't okay. have ISOs anymore. Oh, a lot you, of ISOs. Suck it! You too, both though, veto. But we can we, still veto. You can, can veto. Both veto. So okay. here's the thing. Uh, here, here's my – I don't mean to just plug my storyline into this. Yeah, However, okay. Game 7 <laughs> – the Kobe jerseys are out. <laughs> oh, here we go. Jerseys are out. Okay. They're playing the tributes. Fine. Yeah, okay. Perfectly cool. fine. Let They're me doing remind the flashes you. between LeBron and Kobe, and it's his time. It's Let the me Lakers remind time. you who won the first game back at Staples after Kobe passed. The Lakers. <laughs> um, but they okay. were supposed to can play I, the Clippers and they were scared to oh. because the Clippers would wow. have won. Wow. I just want to poke some holes here in a couple things of because of, I really want to say why I think the Lakers are going to win this before we veto it because I think Jonathan and I already get that we're going to veto this. Uh, I, I, I like the two stars for two stars idea. I just 
don't think that Paul George has asserted himself the way that LeBron James and Anthony Davis have both asserted themselves as like top five players in this league. And I also think that one of the things that's been really wonderful to watch is that Anthony Davis and LeBron James have both elevated each other's games. I haven't seen Paul George elevate Kawhi's game and vice versa. I I thought Paul George was much better in Oklahoma City. So I do think there's a level where during these playoffs, I could be like, oh my gosh, these Clippers are finally coming together. And defensively, I still think that the Clippers are nasty. They're five. But I also think the Lakers are the perfect matchup for them. They've got two, they've got a big who can cause havoc. And I don't know if the Clippers are going to have a real answer for it. And I also think they have, you know, LeBron James with an actual good roster around him, which till the day I die will be the guy that I say, okay, I'm going to go with that guy. I disagree. I agree. And to me, it also comes down to, I, I can't pin it on one thing, but I don't trust this Clippers team. Like I thought I would before the season started, like there's something, and maybe it all comes together. Maybe it all clicks. Cause it has for other teams in the past with similar kind of paths, but I just watch them in like, as a unit, it's sort of like the nets argument, like the nets, like on a much like they're they're obviously so much better but like I see them all together and like when Kyrie's on the nets it's like something is amiss like they should be better everything says oh they're better but like something is amiss and there's like uh, there is a fusion between that team whether it's like Montrez Harrell versus the rest of those guys or whoever it is I'm not sure but there is something amiss for me and like that is enough for me to swing my decision and I also you know I also still think that I'll. Kawhi. I also. I also still think I'll come to the other side of this and think Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the world right now. Like I think we could be in the middle of like if the Lakers take it this year, the Clippers take it next year. Like Kawhi is just he's a force, and like I do think there's a level that LeBron is in a better situation. I mean, Anthony Davis is just like an unbelievable star, and LeBron, when he's playing against someone of that caliber, maximizes their talent. He just does. And I, and I think Kawhi is more of a solo, like, I, am, I will defy all odds and I will get the rebound of my missed free throw and I will go down and hit this 18-foot jumper, you know, um, and I will play incredible defense. Anyway, uh, so we both veto Lakers in seven? Yes. Great. Okay, so our finals, we have the 76ers and the Lakers. The Lakers are the home team. Uh, it's Lakers in four. I was, I was going to say Lakers in five. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Lakers. I think it's I think Lakers. It's a boring finals. I think it's a boring I think it's finals. A really boring finals. I agree. I think it's Lakers in five. I think, but I do think, I do think that 76ers again at home. If there's fans there, 76ers will take one at home, and Embiid will have an Embiid game. And I just sure. Think that'll be- but what will be what will be fun is the stars matchups in this series like yeah. it will be could, really fun to watch Simmons and LeBron go toe to toe in the finals similar with Embiid and Anthony Davis like 100%. that'll be so fun I think it'll look I think it'll look really similar to that Warriors Cavs season the first year with Durant where that series only went five games but yeah. there were like four great games in that and like it was like wow Kyrie and LeBron are like literally scoring 80 points and it was just this like back and forth like slugfest but it ended in five because the Warriors just like wouldn't be denied and I think the 76ers will be overmatched and because well no that was that was uh 2018 oh am I thinking the next year yeah that was when Kyrie wasn't there um but the the in five I I agree I think it'll be uh 
Lakers in five. So and you think just like Kyrie, Ben Simmons will have a game where he goes off for six threes? I think so. <laughs> if he wanted to, I think so. I think he'll decide not to intentionally. <laughs> yes. I also think, though, like real talk, like I think Embiid's never gone that deep in the playoffs, and he'll be – by that point, it doesn't matter how much rest he has, he'll be exhausted. Well, and he went fun. seven. He went seven against the. Cast. Oh no, he went to he went to six against the uh, the Heat. No, he went to seven, seven. against the Heat. Yeah, and he went Rap- to six against the Raptors. Oh, in, in the future. Yeah, those are long. So he's had a long playoffs for sure. Now here's the question though: Who is the Finals MVP? I think it's LeBron because who's like who is altering Le- like LeBron's running the show? If they win in five, I, LeBron I is running the show. I think it's LeBron, but I think after, like, game one, LeBron comes out at the press conference and tries to, like, talk the media into AD. Yes, I agree. I think he looks at and he's like, say that. We, we run and die through this guy. And you're like, that's mm-hmm. not the truth, but you're going to sell it. And, and LeBron's entire acceptance speech with that MVP award will just be about Anthony Davis. Yeah. And he'll probably hand it to him, I think. Yeah. And he starts to go, Cleveland, this is for, I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kobe, Kobe, <laughs> this is for you. No. And then, will, I mean, it will be very, like when they win, that'll be friggin' awesome. Yeah, it will be, be. It'll Caruso, be a cool moment. Caruso boost wins MVP. Okay, <laughs> Twitter Twitter blows up. Dwight Howard in the locker room afterwards. Everyone else is champagne showering. Dwight Howard is in a separate Dwight room. Howard's gonna win. He's so upset, and <laughs> he's just like, "I didn't win MVP. This is effing bullshit." And <laughs> and then he's traded seventy two hours later for a bag of potato chips and a LaCroix. Any chance uh, they just release him before the playoffs altogether so we don't have to deal with Dwight Howard for <laughs> two months in the playoffs? Sadly, he does give them like 15 good minutes a game. <laughs> Sadly. I love uh, oh, the Dwight resurgence. So entertaining. I, guys, I'm so sorry. Joaquin Noah is a yeah. Los Angeles Clipper. Yeah, so you just took a ring away from your guy. <laughs> I just took a ring. Hope that feels good. I I take it back. I'm not. You deserve that. it. You deserve it for isoing the heat through. Uh, this is what you get. <laughs> how did I forget that? I literally yeah. forgot that. If I, I, was I game, so I I renege. The game five. game six will be known as the joking Noah game. Oh, <laughs> where he goes for four, six, and four with <laughs> five blocks. Yes, four six four five. That sounds exactly right. That's the right. stat line. And two hurricane and he, free throws. <laughs> also, then we get another Joachim Noah LeBron James playoff matchup. Uh, sign me up. I'm all. You in. know, some yes. trash will be talked. Oh my gosh, yeah. they're gonna send him in. He's gonna destroy AD's soul. Yeah, he's gonna tell. Wow. He's gonna be like the away locker room here at Staples is a garbage hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just measly shitting on LA. He just shits on every city as they go That's to the That's the question in that series, like. Do they actually switch? Like, do they just both go to their own locker room? Do they have their each have their own? I think they have separate rooms? locker rooms, separate? right? I have lots. Like, do of they questions. have two home locker rooms? I think and one have, away locker. I room? think so. I think that's how it is. So they'll just yeah. both be in their locker home rooms. locker rooms. I think that's how it works. I'm not 100. percent Well, we're wow. cheering for it. What a great playoffs! First of all, let's give us all a round of applause here. Way to go! Amen. Great job, everybody. Uh, Thank you, Billions. Yes. Thanks for listening uh, in. Yes, love you all. Thank you so much. This was really, really fun. Stay safe. Stay healthy. You're the best. All right. Love Los Angeles Lakers. Wow. <laughs> 2020 champions.
Yeah. Whatever. You guys are <laughs> over the heat. Oh, how are you, how is this more egregious yeah, than the heat, the heat and the Sixers going to the Eastern Conference Finals? True. <laughs> True. I think we did a good job. We went chalk in the West. We went chaos in the East. I just can't believe I forgot guys like George Hill. Yeah, that's really sad. Marvin Williams. You really did. The best was the redhead. I, <laughs> the redhead. I think that was worth something. I don't know. All I know is since we since we had that showdown, all I've been doing is thinking about Bucks players like <laughs> Frank Mason the third. And now I can't I can't go on anymore. Wait, Frank Mason from Kansas is a Buck? Well, yeah, yeah, wasn't he? Frank that's Mason. Crazy. I'm yeah, he positive. Is. He is. All right, boys. Talk to you guys later. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.